This is a podcast by The Straits Times. Hello and welcome to Pop Vouchers, a pop culture podcast by The Straits Times. My name is Jen Lee, and today the topic is very, very simple. We are going to talk about Star Awards 2023. I covered the Star Awards. This is Mediacorp's annual awards show for its Chinese language content and performers. I covered it on the front lines. Um, it wrapped up on April 9th. It took place at the Sands Theatre in Marina Bay Sands. And it was a weird show in a lot of ways. It was a show that I have a lot of opinions about. So today would be my brutally honest opinions about Star Wars 2023. Okay, just a little bit of context for, you know, what went down. Um, you know, this year's Star Awards actually awarded Richie Cole, who is only 29. So one of the youngest, um, actually the second youngest uh, Best Actor winner ever. And in Star Wars history, he won for Your World in Mine, which was a huge hit for Mediacorp last year. I actually talked about it in a previous podcast, which I, I talked about um, because it's about a special needs child, about uh, an intellectually disabled adult. So there were some comparisons drawn um, at the time of his airing to Extraordinary Attorney Wu, which was a very big K-drama last year. And I actually talked about this drama in a previous podcast, so you can go check that out. And basically, he won um, for playing Zhen Tiancai, who is an intellectually disabled adult. Best Actress went to his on-screen mom, Huang Biren, who basically broke records as a five-time winner, five-time Best Actress winner at the Star Awards. And this makes her the record holder uh, for having the most Best Actress wins um, in Star Awards history. And all the wins, I would say, you know, were were pretty good wins. You know, I'm not mad about any of them. I wouldn't call any of them like snubs or like, I wouldn't say they were like very, very egregious snubs for any of them. And it was good. I think that Richie Cole won. I think it signifies that Mediacorp is willing to reward, you know, younger talent, fresh talent rather than, you know, same old faces every year, which was something that it got lamented for for a long time. But um, wins aside, the award show itself, I have so many opinions on it. Because it was literally the weirdest Star Awards I've ever watched in a while. I've covered Star Awards for a very long time. My first year at ST as an intern, uh, it was 2013. I think I was like fresh out of junior college as an intern. I was covering the Star Awards. And, you know, pretty much since I started working at The Straits Times Live, I've been covering the Star Awards. Um, and this year was genuinely quite weird. I know, you know, people put in a lot of effort into these shows, but I have to say, I think the production this year was very odd and not well done. So let's get into what the production was like. So basically, Star Wars is just an award show. It's a very straightforward thing. You know, award shows are very straightforward. You just have like people nominated for performances and then you give awards for the performances. And the Star Wars has like popularity awards as well where like audience will call, right? And then like, or like online voting, right? For the people that they like, like, and then if you win a popularity award, you also get like a chance to make an acceptance speech and everything. It's a straightforward award show. But for some reason... This year, the award show was reimagined as a concert, which is so confusing. In my Star Awards story, I was like, it really begs the question, why? 
Like, okay, you know, musical guest drama skits, I think that's still fine. Like, musical guests are very common, right? Even the Oscars have, like, you know, musical guests in the sense that they will invite, like, the best original song nominees to, like, sing, right? So, like, Rihanna at the Oscars recently, you know, Lady Gaga at the Oscars recently. So, I think musical, like, properly, professionally trained singers appearing to sing songs at award show, that's fine, that's normal. What the Star Wars did was not that. The show opened with a weird, and I swear it is produced 101 style inspired, a weird like K-pop style opening, okay? I don't know if you've ever watched Produce 101, but it's basically like a competition reality show where like this like K-pop trainees compete as a very large group and they compete against one another. And then like it's elimination, elimination, elimination. And then like the final, don't know how many become like a girl group or a boy group and like the produce 101 style is like everybody will wear this produce 101 uniform and then they will like dance the opening number so it's like a big thing right i think mediocre was trying to do this with its batch of younger stars because it made all the nominees of most popular rising stars which is a new award in, implemented this year it's a popularity award for people with less than five years of industry experience and they made all 39 nominees get dressed up in something that looks like a uniform. Like all the guys and girls had blazers. The girls wore all these pleated skirts and everything. So it was very clearly a Produce 101 style reference. And they made them all do this sing song and dance number with like rap. I remember watching it backstage at Sense Theatre in the media centre. And I was just like, what's happening? What's going on? Like, why are they doing this? I'm really, I was like, what? Why? 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 Because honestly, actors like Channel 8 is mostly populated by actors and hosts, okay? Actors and hosts most of the time are not great singers, are not great dancers, are not great rappers. I'm not saying there aren't people who are talented in all areas, but it's rare. If an actor is good at acting, I think that's good enough. Like we're not asking him to be a great rapper as well. Not everybody is G-Dragon, that's fine. But like for some reason, they made all their nominees for most popular rising stars do this number. And it was really weird because it was obviously not live. It was not live, okay? You could hear like that it was pre-recorded, the singing and everything. It was like very obviously pre-recorded. And then they were not in sync. Because the choreography is actually very simple. Because obviously, I think Mediacorp also realizes that it's kind of hard to get 39 of your stars who all have their own schedules to come together and become like super in sync and super good at dancing and everything, right? So the choreography is actually kept very simple. Still, people were not in sync. I'm not going to name names, but people were not in sync. And some people are not good at singing or dancing, okay? It only served to demonstrate that. Like, some people are good, okay? Like, Herman K, he's one of Mediacorp's younger crop of artists, and he's actually a dance graduate from LaSalle. So, like, the boy is good at dancing, but he was in a sea of people who obviously were not professionally trained, and it really shows. And I was just very confused why they put their stars through this. Like, this is not the way to highlight your young actors, like putting them in a situation where they will not thrive is not the way to highlight them. Okay, so that's one. And like, that's not the only performance of the night, okay? There was also a 
a performance for the evergreen artists. The evergreen artists are basically like industry veterans, right? They're all like above, I would say like above 50, maybe in their 60s or so, uh, 60s and above. And like there are five nominees and then like they all got together and sang a song, which again, I'm not sure it's live. Like, I, I, can't, I can't tell. So I'm not going to make comments on that. Honestly, like I was very, very busy backstage. So when I saw the performance, I was sort of like putting it on the background and typing other stuff. But like actually that one, right, I was actually fine with because the Evergreen artists, this year the nominees are Xiang Yun, Aileen Tan, Hong Hui Fang, Richard Lo, and Zhu Ho Ren. Xiang Yun eventually won, which I'll talk about again later. But the Evergreen artists are usually like um, not the leads, you know, in dramas. They are a bit more like supporting characters. They're always playing somebody's mom, somebody's dad, somebody's uncle, somebody's grandpa, right? So like, it's nice, I think, for them to get a moment. And I felt like that performance in particular, they sang like this this song, you know, and it was like quite slow. There was like a choir behind them. There was like a mature people's, like a senior's choir behind them. And I thought like, okay, la, very sweet, la, this performance. And it kind of showed like, you know, you know, the oldies are still the goodies, even though like they're a bit more senior, they have a bit more industrial experience. They might not be like the hottest young stars, but they still have so much value. And I was like, okay, I appreciate this, you know, so I, I enjoyed myself. And I think like, you know, it's quite nice like, because they had that choir behind them. You could hear the choir sing and I thought, okay, like, this is quite nice. It's not exactly like the K-pop one where it was very obvious, you know, like it was just the 39 people and most of them were not supposed to k-pop stars so like that one i was okay with but then came the weirdest performance of the night like i cannot put it into words how like shocked and uncomfortable i was watching that performance because it made no sense and this is the performance that the all-time favorite artist this year had to take part in so all-time favorite artist this year uh, were Felicia Chin and Rebecca Lim. All-time favorite artist is given to a talent if they have accumulated 10 top 10 most popular awards. So if you have accumulated 10 popularity awards, you ascend to the title of all-time favorite artist and you no longer have to compete for popularity awards from that point onwards. So both Felicia Chin and Rebecca Lim got their 10th trophy last year. So this year, they're given an all-time favorite award and they have like a little time for acceptance speech and everything. So... In the past, right, it's quite straightforward, right? It sort of celebrates like the past however many years of experience that this artist had because no matter what, they have at least 10 years of experience, right? So it's like, you know, usually just showcasing the work that they have done with like a montage, you know, of their previous roles and then they give a little speech about how touched and how happy they are and how moved they are and how thankful they are for the support over these many, many years and so on. It's very straightforward. But for some reason this year, right, they made Felicia Chin and Rebecca Lim do a hand dance. Like a dance with their hands with this dance troupe. So this dance troupe is called Dance Inspiration. There were 90 students in this troupe and they all sat behind Rebecca Lim and Felicia Chin and performed a dance with their hands. And it's like supposed to be like in sync and supposed to like make shapes and it looks very, you know, nice and surreal and everything. And like the dance itself the dance troupe dance inspiration did well. Like if I saw this performance at a dance show, I would be very impressed. But 
it made zero sense in context of an award show. The way they tried to link it, right, was, oh, because we want to showcase how many hands have been behind these actresses to support them over these 10 years, you know, over these however many years of their career. And that's why they can ascend to this title of all-time favourite artist. And I was just like, no, like no. And somehow they made Felicia Chin and Rebecca Lynn take part in the dance. So they also had to do movements with their hands and everything. And it was very, very awkward. Because like everyone in the comments of the YouTube live stream of the Star Awards, right, was just extremely confused and were like, oh, this is very cringe. Like, why are they doing this? Because it it doesn't make sense. Like, they're actresses. Why are you making them do a dance with their hands? What was going on? And then all my friends who, like, watched the Star Awards were so confused. Of course, my beloved uh, former co-host, Yosem Joe, who, you know, used to do Star Awards episodes with me on Pop Vouchers, he texted me and he was like, what is going on? He was watching it live and he was like, what is going on? Why is Rebecca Lee and Felicia Chin dancing with their heads? And everyone was just confused because it just is a very poor fit for the award show. Like, okay, the Star Awards being reimagined as a concert, everything. I understand where Mediacorp is coming from in the sense that like, an award show, right, is very straightforward, right? It's always the same things. You always give out the same awards and then there's always acceptance speeches. It's very, very predictable. And I understand the urge to do something new, to try something new. And I applaud, like, you know, wanting to be creative. But I'm just going to say this for all awards show because, like, honestly, Oscars tried reinventing the wheel multiple times in previous years and it did not work. Because it, it's very simple. People who tune into award show don't want creativity, okay? We want a normal, very straightforward award show. You are tuning into an award show, right? Mostly to watch the red, like if you're interested in fashion, it's the red carpet to see the fashion, to see everybody get dressed up. Uh, you know, if you want to watch an award show, what you want is acting clips. You know, you want the clips of the actors um, in the roles that they are nominated in before they are announced. You want like big emotional moments, which are usually very organic. This usually comes when people give acceptance speeches. You know, what we want is focus on the performers. Like what you want is focus on the the winners of the awards and to celebrate the acting. I don't, I don't need a K-pop style opening. I don't need a dance with hands. I would have appreciated a bit more like just focus on the performers, you know, let them speak for a bit longer, let them have like a bit longer time for speeches, play me a little bit more of like their clips. Even a skit segment would be fine because at the very least, there would still be drama, right? Like if you have skits where like the the actors, maybe the younger actors come out. You know, last time in years past, I remember there were like skits where the more like comedic actors would parody the Zoe Tays and, you know, the Fan Wongs, you know, and so on. And it's like quite funny, like, you know, they play like, signature comedies or signature roles you know they play it again with like new people in skits and everything it's very SNL very Saturday Night Live it's pretty cool like I like those I, I think at the very least it showcases the performers in an arena that they are good at which is acting and I was very confused like, I was watching this whole like show would be reimagined as a concert and I was just like why you could have spent the time on much better things one of the things that I found so confusing was that they had this whole time for this weird k-pop opening performance which once again 
like I honestly applaud the 39 performers and nominees of this opening because I think they really put in a lot of effort, but they had time for this. Yet, when it came time to give out the most popular Rising Star Award, so three out of 39 nominees won the award. And it's a big award, you know. It's like a popularity award that is on a par with the top 10. Meaning, right, if you get three most popular rising stars and you get seven top 10 most popular male artists or whatever, you will still get the all-time favorite artist award, the popular rising star in the top 10, right? It's on equal weight. It's just a big deal. And all the top 10ers got a chance at acceptance speech. But the most popular rising stars award was given out right after this K-pop style performance. And for some reason, the winners of this award had no time for acceptance speeches. Like the award show just didn't allocate time for them to give acceptance speech. And I felt like, honestly, I felt like that was kind of rude. Like, it's like, so Aiden Sung, Richie Ko, and this radio DJ Gao Mei Gui won the award. And it's for all three of them. Richie Ko later went on to win Best Actor at the last part of the night. But like for all three of them in that moment, it was their first ever Star Award. And they didn't have a chance to give an acceptance speech, which is so crazy to me. Like you win a Star Wars for the first time because like this is a big deal. You know, the Star Wars is the biggest deal for like local entertainment, especially like people in Mediacorp for the national broadcaster. And it's a big deal. Three of them, first time ever winning this award and had no time for acceptance speech. Their acceptance speech was given backstage. Like Why? Why didn't the live broadcast give them time to like thank their parents, thank their dogs, thank whoever they want to thank? I was so confused. I was like, was this an error? Did they forget to give them time? It's like you have time to, for a hand dance and you didn't give time for the most basic fundamentals of things, which is for your winners to have acceptance speeches. They were the only three winners of the night without acceptance speech. I mean, Michiko later had an acceptance speech when he won Best Actor, but if he didn't, he would not have had a chance to talk at all in the live broadcast. Now I would like to talk a little bit about the award show, um, the awards themselves. So, you know, I think actually like it's good that at the very least, MediaCorp is trying to recognize this younger crop of artists because as we know, like the Star Wars are actually quite repetitive. If you go to like the Wikipedia page of the Star Wars, which I have to applaud whoever is doing that Wikipedia page, because like the Star Wars Wikipedia page is extremely detailed. Almost every award has its own Wikipedia page. And like whoever is collating this page, right, is doing a damn good job because I was at the award show. I was listening to the winners get announced. And then like I opened up the Wikipedia page and it had updated immediately. Like the top 10, right? It updates, right? As the winners win, you know? So it was like, the, the whatever name was announced, immediately you'll see it. And then the next name announced, immediately you'll see it in the Wikipedia page. So it's super well maintained. But anyway, if you go to the Wikipedia page for Best Actor, Best Actress, you'll see that um, actually the winners are very, very repetitive. So the award show started in 1994. The acting award started getting given out in 1995. So from 1995 onwards, right, there have only been like, prior to Richie Cola, I believe there were only like 11 winners, 11 actors who ever got the best actor. You know, from 1995 to 2022, you know, which is a long time, a much longer time than 11 years because so many people keep winning again and again. Chen Han Wei, for example, of course, Love Chen Hanwei. He's a great actor. Chen Hanwei has gotten the award like seven times. 
and like Chiu has gotten it three times. And, you know, in the past when Xie Xiaoguang was still active, he got it five times, you know, keeps getting given out to the same people. So I think it's nice that this year, Richie Cole broke out and won. He is the youngest actor to win since Christopher Lee won in 1997. Christopher Lee was like 26 when he won and Richie Cole is 29. So that makes him the second youngest actor ever to win this award. And it's like, good lah. Like, you know, Mediacorp recognizing his young talent. Not so much for Best Actress. Best Actress still went to Huang Piren, who has five wins already. Like, Best Actress also is a fairly repetitive award. It has 13 winners um, from 1995 to now. Because, like, some people like Huang Piren win five times. And I'm not saying she doesn't deserve to. She's great. I love her. Like, Jia Ren Yorie. Oh my god, loves um, but yeah, she won five times. Zoe Tay won four times. Ivy Lee, I believe, like won three times back when she was active. A lot of people win again and again and you don't really see like fresh new faces. So I think it's good that they are trying at the very least at Star Wars to give more recognition to young stars. Like say Aiden Sung, who is one of their new up-and-coming leading men. And, you know, he got the most popular Rising Star Awards. Didn't get a chance for a speech, as I said. I don't know why. But yeah, like I think it's good to give them a bit more visibility, to give audiences the chance to vote for them and feel like involved, you know, in, in their careers. You know, I think that really helps. And I think it's nice, like, you know, that at least Best Actor, for example, went to like someone like Richie Cole instead of going to someone that we've seen win a couple of times. And actually this year, Best Actor had three first-time nominees. So Aiden Sung and then um, Richie Cole and um, Desmond Ng. So Richie Cole and Desmond Ng both nominated for Your Word and Mine. Obviously, Richie Cole eventually won. Um, Aiden Sung was nominated for Unbreakable Bond. And I was like, okay, that's good. Like, good that we're seeing new faces. Um, you know, Best Actress, I think the only new face was like Hong Ling. She was also nominated for Your Word and Mine. Um, she wasn't like the, exactly the hot favorite to win, so I'm not surprised that it didn't go to her. But I think it's still good that she got like a nod, right? Like I think it signifies that, you know, like the national broadcaster is trying to breed and nurture and uh, recognize new uh, up and coming people. So that's nice. Um, but as I said, some staff though is. It could be improved upon. This is like blasphemous, but I'm going to say it. The Evergreen Artist Award, which, as I said this year, it was won by Xiang Yun. Uh, fellow nominees are like Eileen Tan, Hong Hui Fang, Richard Lo, and Zhu Ho Ren. Xiang Yun has won Evergreen Artist, if I'm not wrong, five times. And I'm like, blasphemous opinion. I love Xiang I really love Xiang Yun Jie, okay? I love Xiang Yun Jie. Xiang Yun Jie is great in everything she does. Honestly, her as like, the mom in like Xiao Niang Re, come on, so touching. But the Evergreen Artist Award has to go to someone else other than Xiang Yun. Honestly, I'm just saying it, just putting it out there. It's not cool that she keeps getting it. Like, if the same people keep winning the awards, it's just very, it honestly makes it a bit boring. And honestly, you look at the crop of Evergreen Artists, everybody else in that category absolutely deserves it. Like, where is the love for my man, Richard Lo? I stand for Richard Lo, Liu Tianyi Taka, okay? I, like, really love him. Richard Lo is so versatile, okay? Like, Liu Tianyi is the most versatile ever, okay? He was, he can be rich. 
he can be poor, he can be having dementia, aging, he can be evil, he can be good and kind. Like he, he's just he's all flavors of Kopitiam Uncle. You want? He's got it. Okay. Like I love Richard Law, and honestly, I think it should be time that Richard Law has got some love. Okay, in this category, because like this category keeps going to Xiang Yun and like Chen Shu Chen, who are great, who are great. I'm not saying they're not, but like. Like, honestly, the Evergreen Artist Award is clearly to recognize, like, your crop of, like, very experienced stars, right? But, like, if you want to recognize them, I think it's good to give equal recognition, spread the chances out a little bit. I know Xiangyun does great work. She's not the only person who does great work, right? Like, as I mentioned, Richard Lowe, who, by the way, has only ever won one star award in 1997 for Best Supporting Actor. I'm sorry, the man deserves more than that. Seriously, I stand for him. Of course, as well as like Aileen Tan, you know, she's great. Hong Hui Fang was in like Ajuma last year and got so much love for that. Come on, like how does she not deserve this? Zhu Horan, of course. Zhu Horan, come on. People love Zhu Horan, okay? Sam Jo loves Zhu Horan because he was in like Shuang Tian Zhi Zun and like that's Sam Jo's favorite show. All of them deserve chances and I think honestly the Star Wars really suffer sometimes from a lack of like diversity in its wins. If It's like year after year it's the same people you have people get bored lah, you know for example Trini Fong this year her winning streak was broken prior to this year Trini Fong won best program post five years in a row and I'm not saying she's not good I'm not saying that I'm not saying she doesn't deserve it but like I was looking at the chat and people were saying oh is it gonna be Trini Fong again and it does get a bit tiring for audiences right when it's the same people winning over and over and there's no like surprise I mean of course this year you know Trini Fong actually didn't win she won uh she was nominated but um the one who won was christopher lee because he has a culinary variety show called dishing with chris lee ashen yo Chui, and he actually won for that and i thought okay it's pretty cool you know like you know finally it's somebody else winning and it was like a nice moment like especially because like his wife fan wong of course fan, 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 came out and collected the uh, award on his behalf it was very sweet because she read out a note that was from Christopher Lee but like the note addresses her so she was reading out Christopher Lee's words like and then she was tell herself and then like Christopher Lee told her like oh what I need and she was like I need so it was very cute you know sometimes having different people win I think is it's good lah. You get to have speeches that are a bit more out of the norm. No? Like, so for example, this year that I thought was great was Anne Cock winning her 10th top 10 most popular female artist. So like Guo Shu Xian, um, she, she has been actually competing for top 10, right? Like her first, her first year of top 10 was like 1995, I believe. She's been around forever, but because for many years, she wasn't eligible for the awards, the eligibility criteria for top 10 changed over the years. So some years, like it was limited only to Mediacorp artists and everything. So like she isn't a Mediacorp artist anymore. And there were some years she weren't nominated. There were some years she weren't as active in entertainment and she just didn't get the top 10. So it took a very long time for her to get 10 awards. And she finally got it. So she will ascend to all-time faith next year. And like, I really love that for her. And I saw her come up and she talked about how like this was a perfect 10 and everything. And I thought it was like just a nice moment. Like, it's nice to see Anne Cock, who honestly doesn't win a lot of Star Awards anymore, other than like the popularity awards, to like be up on stage. Like It's just so nice to see some faces that you don't 
always see, right? This year, Best Supporting Actress went to Xiang Yun, who again has already won this award four times prior to this year. So this is her fifth award. I again, I love Xiang Yun Jie. And she was nominated for something really good this year. She was nominated for Your World in Mine, um, where she played like an aging mother with dementia. And honestly, like she has won this award many times, but she has not won it in a long time. So it was still really nice to see her come up and win. But like, I can't help but think how great this moment would be if, say, Cynthia Cole, who is also nominated this year, or like Lina Ng winning it, you know, Huang Sufang, who is also nominated this year, because they haven't won a Star Award in such a long time. I think it would just be really nice. I'm not saying like, you know, you, sh- you should give awards based on who hasn't won it for the longest. I'm just saying that like, it would be nice if we could see um, some diversity in winner names. I think it would just be a very great moment if you see some people up on stage and they're, they're like new or like relatively fresher faces. So I think that about covers my thoughts on the Star Wars this year. Basically, I would really like it if there were just a bit more recognition for people who may who are doing very good work but may have, have never won a star awards before and a bit more recognition for the younger generation of stars that's basically what i have to say very happy for richie cole i think it's a well-deserved win um you know very happy for Encock and jessica liu as well who both got their top 10 this year so they're gonna ascend to all-time fave next year very happy for them you know i think it's I'm actually very happy for Christopher Lee as well. You know, he mostly acts in like Taiwanese productions now. So it's not very often that he wins Star Awards. And yeah, it's nice to see him, you know, our OGA listers back on stage, you know. Um, very, very, very happy for Das. Um, he's a very cool guy. You know, I interviewed him and he's very funny and very sweet. And like, I'm really happy that he got this recognition. So yeah, good. There are good moments overall. But the award show itself should just be an award show. No need to reinvent the wheel, keep to the basics, do the basics well. I think people will be very happy. Don't need to make your people dance. Like, honestly, don't know why Herman K had to dance to reveal the best supporting actor who went to Brendan Wong. Um, Yeah, why do that to Herman K? He's wonderful. I think, you know, I really liked him even when he was in Star Search. But like, just because the dude can dance doesn't mean you have to like put him in a situation where dance isn't required um yeah basically really weird production overall yeah that's about it you know um i'm happy for all the winners and i'm looking forward to next year as well i think it's good that there are more awards given to younger stars and i want to see them shine hopefully next year the award show will not be reimagined as a concert and it will just be an award show. All right, I think that's your dose of pop culture for this week. Uh, it's a very, very niche topic. It's just about the Star Awards. Uh, I wanted to do something very simple this week. Uh, I will have a new episode of Can I Tell You Something Crazy? Hopefully out at the end of the month. I haven't started working on it yet, but I shall. And if it's not out at the end of the month, it shall at least come out in May. So um, look forward to that. Thank you very much. If you have any questions or any comments or any ideas on what you want me to talk about be it in pop vouchers or can i tell you something crazy you can email me at generally at sph.com.sg or email podcast at sph.com.sg or you can slide into my dms and generally rise thank you very much thank you for listening that was a podcast by the straits times send your feedback to podcast at sph.com.sg 
Find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or via the Google Voice Assistant and Amazon Alexa-enabled devices. For more podcasts by The Straits Times, The Business Times, and Money FM 89.3, you can also download the audio by SPH app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O.